Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Um, we're going to jump into the Word. I have like 25 minutes, and we're going to baptize people, and it's going to be awesome. Amen? I'm JP. It's good to be back. I've been gone three weeks. So some of you know, when I come back after three weeks of being gone, it's going to be fun, because <laughs> I got a lot of energy this morning. But before I do, uh, the Wheaton students, you all are here. We're so glad you guys are here today. Thank you for coming. Um, I, I, I got a quick just chat with some of them. Transfers and freshmen, is that correct? And some, just all transfers, all transfers. Praise God. Can you do me a favor? We're going we're gonna to embarrass you for just a moment, but it's in the Lord. We're going to embarrass you in the Lord. Um, can you just stand, all of you that are from Wheaton? Yeah. Yeah, welcome them one more time. Pastors. Rach, can you guys go over and pray? We're just going to pray over you guys. Is that all right? First of all, you're transferring from all across the country. I've met a couple, Ohio State, from Pennsylvania, different places. And you're now called to Wheaton College. And as we were worshiping, um, the Lord just, I actually asked my wife, who's over there, Rachel, to, to Google it, because I didn't know what I was seeing as we were worshiping. But it was, um, it was the fruit. Uh, it was a passion fruit. Um, and I don't eat passion fruit. So this was like... I don't eat this. I don't really know. But I just knew inside of it, there was just endless amount of seeds in there. And so what the Lord said is like, he's, he's called you guys to be passionate about the things of the kingdom of God. Passionate about your studies, passionate about learning, but passionate about walking in the spirit. And as you are passionate about that, you guys will be cut open and seeds will flow across your campus and other people will catch the passion that the Lord has called you and brought to you in your spirit. So I just want to bless you guys with that. Amen. Can I, can I, can I pray for you? Some of you guys are like, we're not coming back. It's okay. We love you so much. Church, stretch your hands out to them. Lord, you've called these students for such a time as this on that campus to be salt and light. On a Christian campus, you've called them to be salt and light. You've called them to be full of your spirit, passionate about seeing your kingdom come to earth as it is in heaven. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would cover them, you would build them, you would equip them, you would strengthen them, you would uphold them, you would give them endurance when the nights are long and the studies are hard and the frustrations creep in. Give them endurance. Be with their professors. Be with that, uh, their, their teachers. Be with their staff. God, I pray for the entire campus of Wheaton because of this group right here. They will go full of the Spirit and they will go and see others catch the passion of being people that are called to carry the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, bless them and keep them we pray may your face shine upon them may you be gracious to them and may you fill them with peace in Jesus name and everyone says come on amen come on can we show our appreciation and love you may be seated you may be seated so good so glad you are here this week I'm going to preach real quick. Uh, we are in a, a series entitled Behold. Thank you to the, the, the men that preached over the last few weeks. Uh, we'll wrap this series up next week as it feels like summer's coming to an end. We can all cry for a moment in Chicago. Uh, 
But I want to I want to lead us into this. We've been in, in a series entitled "Behold." We've been we've been discovering the words of Jesus, the the, the writings of the Scripture. That, that we truly believe, like, like 2 Corinthians says, I, I want to just get it to it. It says, whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate, another word for contemplate is behold. Behold the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The entire summer has been us focusing on that, beholding Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the gift of the Holy Spirit that's been given to us as sons and daughters. I, I've said this a lot. Um, I got 25 minutes, so I'm going to preach as fast and as hard as I can. But, but listen, we are called to be people that are connected to the Spirit of the Lord. As we are connected to the Spirit of the Lord, we get to know Jesus. And as we know Jesus, the, by, the product of that is we become more like we have the church today I love the church big capital C church guy I love it to death I do not talk be careful how you talk about God's church can I, can I bring it home a little more be careful if you talk about his bride if some of the things were said about my bride what we say about his bride I throw hands I said that last week I've been saved 12 years but I'm still getting sanctified I would throw hands right we got to be careful right but, but as we behold him, we know what he's about. We know what he's for. We know what he's against. Come on, how many of you know we just preach God's for this, for this, for this? We got, we got to know the balance of what he's for and what he's not for. And as we behold him, we become like him. This is the promise and the gift of the Holy Spirit that, that has been given to each one of us. It's the seal that we are now a child, a son, and a daughter of the king because of the spirit of the Lord living in us. And so today I want to just go to Ephesians chapter 1. I put a subtitle to this. You can know him. You know, I, that's very common. Like we all, we're singing about him today. We're singing about Jesus today. We're declaring worship was anointed. Thank you. We're, just, we're declaring him. We're, we, have, we, we have access to know him more and more. But I believe the invitation and the call today is to go a little deeper. He desires for us to know him. Isn't that wild? Just me? Just me? The designer of the universe, the creator of us, the one who was crucified before the foundations of the earth, the one that came to earth, lived, and it's healed, did wonders and signs, gave his life on that cross, raised to life three days later, is seated at the right hand of the Father. He wants you and me to know him. What a, what a gift. What a familiar thing, though. We become so familiar with that. And today, I just want to pray that we get broken of the familiarity of Jesus wanting us, giving us access to know him. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 1. Paul's writing to the church. This is a prayer from the Apostle Paul to the church. He's praying. And what he's praying for is that the church, real quick, would, would, would grab a hold of what they have in Christ. Oh, some of you aren't hearing to me, hearing me right now. Do you understand? We have to be a people, not out of pride, not out of arrogance, none of that, but in confidence knowing what we have already in Christ. Do you know that when you got saved, you got brought into Christ? Can I hear an amen? You got brought into something. I've said it a bunch. You didn't just get saved to get out of hell. How many of you are thankful for it, though? <laughs> yes? 
You didn't get just like, I'm out of hell free card. Praise the Lord. That's powerful. That's the, the cross. That's the blood. The blood of Jesus has covered us. He saved us. He redeemed us. But now he's brought you into something which is the kingdom of God. And he desires for you to know that you are in him. And so Paul writes these words and he's trying to get the, the, the church strong. And he says this in verse 15. If you have your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. For this reason, Paul writes, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And this is it, verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Everyone say wisdom and revelation. Okay, say it like you mean it. Wisdom and revelation. So that you may build your brand, build your best self, Oh, that's creeped into the church. Just be your best self. Build your empire. Build your bank account. Am I just, this is quiet. This got real quiet, real fast. This is, this is what we've heard. It says the wisdom of, spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him. Him. Jesus. Better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope. Everyone say hope to which he has called you, the riches, come on, of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. This is Paul's prayer for the church. Jesus says in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. I love that, come on. How many of you just need to be reminded of that, that that's an invitation from Jesus to come and behold him and receive rest for your soul? Hello, just me? Okay. Uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, Jesus says. I love that. He says, learn from me. For I am gentle and humble and hard, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I just, I want to leave us today as, with this. Is as we behold him, and you truly come into a position of wanting to behold him more and more and more, you get to know Jesus more and more and more. Simple. Welcome to Oasis. Not, not, a, not a hard word to maybe like grasp, but it's a hard word to come into. I believe in this hour... And this, this might be the, the, the prophetic, I, I just, this, in this hour, we have the, the fingertip access to any answer to any problem. No? How many of you have chat GTP on your, is that what it's called? GPT, GTTP. How many of you have AI nonsense on your phone? It's not, uh, be honest. <laughs> I was sitting with my cousin Mark and we were trying to come up with a name for one of our ministries. <laughs> and we, we were going back and forth and we're like, let's ask chat GTP. <laughs> and we did. And can I tell you, they gave us 10 names of the ministry, 10 names that were better than anything I could have thought of. <laughs> they were phenomenal. I don't, I won't share them. I was blown away. I was like, this is epic. We, 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 have, we have access for, for us to, to get the answers to any problem today. We, we have the access to answer the, the things that we're wondering about. 
I said it earlier to some guys. My, my wife has said this recently over the last couple months and it's resonated in my spirit. She said, she said, I want us to be a people that aren't looking for answers, but are seeking truth. There's a vast difference. Very, sounds very close to the same thing. But as believers, a.k.a. disciples of Jesus, we're not called to look for answers. We're called to behold him and receive truth from him. This is a quiet, quiet church this morning. The call that Paul writes is he's like, listen, I I want you to know him through the spirit, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit, that will give you wisdom and revelation to know Jesus better. You know, I read this, and I used to be a guy, like, I was like, I just want to know him more. I just don't know how. Well, Paul gives the answer, that we would be people that come under the Spirit of the Lord, come under the authority of the Scriptures, come under this, and as we come under this, we get to know him, and we get truth from him. Come on. I don't have much. Is that clock right? It's right. (laughs) In the day and age where we're grabbing for truth, grabbing for, for the answers. There is one who has said, I will be the truth. He actually says, I am the truth. I am the truth, Jesus says. I am the light. That anybody that comes to me, like will, have the answers that they're looking for. Will have the truth that they need. It's hard because when you sit and you behold him and you receive things from him, it goes against everything else going on in culture today. (laughs) No, just me? Okay. Like I said, I've been gone three weeks. Welcome. I'm so refreshed in Jesus' name. It's really hard to sit with Jesus and go, Lord, Holy Spirit, teach me about Jesus. And then I hear about Jesus and I realize I'm not like Jesus. And then I realized, oh, snap, Jesus isn't interested in some of the stuff that we think he's interested in. Jesus isn't about some of the church stuff that we have made church about. Jesus isn't interested in some of the things that we think he's okay with. He's definitely not okay with because when you behold him, you get the reality of who he is. And somehow we have diminished this. I feel like my grandfather, who was an old revival preacher, he would be, he, he wrote in his Bible, he says, I don't have to get ready because I stay ready. Oh, gee, preacher. What a beast. You know my answer, she knows. He said, I don't have to get ready because I stay ready. I said, That's, that, this was, what a, what a guy. But man, we've, we've diminished it to be like, well, I know Jesus, but I don't need church. I don't need the Bible. I got my podcasts. I have a podcast. You're not going to learn from my podcast more than you're going to learn from this thing. Oh, man, I should have stayed maybe one more week and got refreshed. 
We've diminished this to be like, well, this is just an old book that needs to go up on the shelf that really doesn't have anything to say to me because contextually we're different and culturally we're different. It's like, no, 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 no. Yes, some things were written to a culture that was a little different than us, but it's still living, active, breathing, sharper than any double-edged sword that will pierce the heart, will pierce the bone, will cut and divide soul and spirit for you to go, man, I know Jesus now because I've gotten to be with him. He's, Paul's writing like, I just want you to know the gift you have of Jesus. I want you to know him through the spirit, the seal and the promise that will be with you all the days of your life. See, the, the excuse that I used to have about like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to know Jesus. That thing's dealt with now. Because of the Holy Spirit, I get to know Jesus. Because of the promise of the Holy Spirit, right, Paul writes in that same, same chapter, because of that, you get to know him. And can I tell you, <laughs> sometimes I hear things about who Jesus is and I walk away and I said, that sounded really good. That sounded so good. You know what? That actually sounds like Jesus. And then I go and sit. <laughs> Come on, I'm, I'm helping some of you. And I, and I, and I, you ever done one of these where you just just me nobody else has ever just been like I'm gonna read my Bible today you get your coffee and you just <laughs> yeah, yeah you know it's like Lord speak to me he's like you're such a ding-dong here let me <laughs> this is how the Lord talks to me sorry guys you're like we, we can see why <laughs> but there have been moments when I'm like Lord I, I heard this it sounded really good and sweet and pure and then I open this and I'm like, oh, that's not you. Can I tell you, the devil is the prince of lies. And he, and he, he masquerades himself as the father of lights. And can I tell you, I say to some of the young guys, I say often, the devil will talk and he'll sound 99.9% .9 true. Oh, that's going to help some of you. It sounds so good. It sounds so God. And he's leaving out one little bit of it. And that is why when we behold him in a posture of humility, we get to know who he is. See, what this comes down to, I think what Paul's writing here is like, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you to be strong, to be strengthened. But what it comes down to is being a person that says, I'm, I have a heart of humility to get checked. I have a heart of humility to say, you know what, I was wrong. <laughs> I don't know if this generation, myself included, I am a part of this generation, knows the words, I was wrong. That's not a shot. If you feel convicted, that's the Holy Spirit. But it's like, it's like we have to come to a position, if I want to know Jesus better and I want to know what Jesus has called me to, we have to come in with a heart of humility. Like going, you know what? I actually don't know. I, I've studied the word. Can I tell you, study the word? Knowledge, like we students study the word, digest this thing. People of God, we are called to understand this word. We, we actually, because of the spirit, he'll reveal stuff to us in this word. But there is still, uh, every time I come into the presence of the Lord, I'm like, I don't know, I want to know. And as I come in with a heart of humility, he meets me and he reveals his precious heart to me. This is simple, but I think it's, we've gotten away from the simple things. 
And we've complicated this, and we've made this more than what it should, what it's not called to be. And now we're sitting here like, man, I don't think this Jesus thing is really worth it. I don't think this Jesus thing is really the thing that I, I thought, I thought it was going to do this, this, and this for me. And it's like, no, no, no. You've just listened to some things that aren't Jesus. Because Paul writes, when, when, you, when you get to know him more, because he wants you to do that, you actually experience hope. The scripture says, because some of you don't believe me, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope of which he's called you. Did you hear me? Hope. Hope to which he's called us to, to have access to because of Jesus. See, this is where when you get to know Jesus and you behold Jesus, you get filled with hope. When you behold Jesus, the limitations, the deficiencies all get dealt with. He'll deal with the, the deficiencies. He'll deal with the shortcomings. He'll deal with the failures. He'll give you mercy that's new every morning. He'll fill you with grace that is sufficient. He'll handle that stuff if you come in with a heart of humility and just saying, I've missed it. I, I, I don't know all this stuff. Help me, teach me. He'll deal with a heart. But he just doesn't deal with you and leave you there. He deals with you and fills you. <laughs> Tim, thank you. You make me sound so much better. He deals with you and then fills you. And Paul writes, he fills you with the... He fills you with hope to which you've been called to. Well, what's that hope? It's the crucified, risen, ascended Jesus. That's the hope. Well, I need more. That's the hope. The crucified, the risen... The seated next to his father, Jesus. That, that's the hope. Wait, 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 I've been called to what? Yeah, you've been called to live in Christ. You've been called to fix your eyes on Jesus. You've been called to have great hope in the one who was and is and is yet to come. You have been called to see Jesus. You have called to been, be in communion with Jesus. You have been called to have access to Jesus. You have been called to a great hope and his name is Jesus, the hope of the world. And so when you behold him and you get dealt with, you get filled with hope that's like, what am I, what do I have to lose? Like, what do we have to lose? What a mere man gonna do to me? I have the hope of Jesus both now and yet to come. I have the hope that will overwhelm every issue and every problem. I have the hope that will speak to the things that seem very dark and very scary and very hard. I have the hope in Jesus because that's the promise. Man, we get to know him. And so yeah, he wants to build your mind. Oh, please hear me. There is such an attack on the mind today. I think Charles preached last week on, on Romans 12 too. Transform your mind. Renew your mind. He wants to deal with the stuff that feels like, man, I don't know how this is ever going to, you ever been there? Like, I don't know how this is ever going to get fixed. Just four of us. Thank you for your honesty. No, you all else pray right now for us. He wants to handle all that stuff. God is not, Jesus is not up there like, man, I'm just going to let them keep growing in their death. He called you to life. Hear me. Hear me. It's going to help you. He's called you to life. So he wants to deal with all that stuff. But then as he deals with it, he wants you to go, listen. Listen. When you get your eyes on me, hope starts to rise. 
And when hope rises, we become people of hope. Did you hear me? The church should be the most hope-filled people in the world. Oh, did you hear me? The church should be the most hope-filled people in the world. And you know how we get to be the most hope-filled people in the world? When we fill our lives with the one that is hope. Listen, we are called to bring hope to, to, to daily problems. We are called to bring hope to our office spaces. We are called to bring hope to our campuses. We are called to bring hope to our cities. We're called to bring hope to our schools. We're called to bring hope to our, 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 our hospitals and whatever else is not coming to mind. We're called to bring hope. But we can't carry hope if we don't know the one that is hope. He's a hopeful, hope-filled God. He's like, I want you to stop getting stuck in disappointment. I want you to stop getting your eyes on things that I've never called you to put your eyes on. I, I want you to look at me, Jesus says today. I, I want you to get your eyes on me today and, and see who I am. Perfect, holy, blameless, sufficient, powerful. When you put your eyes on him, things change. Things change. Come on, how many of you are ready for some change? Things change when we go, man, Jesus, I, you said I can learn from you. I can know you. We, get, we just, we gotta, really, it's, it's all I got today. Welcome to Oasis. I just think it's like, man, we've overcomplicated this. Died so we could come close to him. A messed up kid like me. Broken. Full of sin, destruction, death, addictions. It's like, man, I love you. You can come close. And somehow we're the church. Like, I don't know if Jesus wants me close. I don't know if I ever going to get to know him. He's like, no, that's the invitation. That's the open door. You don't have to do this life by yourself. As Christians, you weren't called to do this life by yourself. You're now a kid. Did you hear me? You're, you're a kid now. Did, did you hear me? You're like, am I? He says, you're a son and a daughter of the king. He says, the greatest of these will, will live with childlike faith. You're a kid now. You need your dad. My son needs me. My daughter needs me. Trust me, they tell me all the time. They will not leave a room until I give them what they are. Like, they need me. And you know what? I want to meet them. Because I'm their dad. But I'm surely not Jesus. The one that wants to meet you and be with you and fill you and bring you close so that you would know him. Be filled with hope. Isn't this good news? Isn't this good news? I think so. deficiencies, limitations. They get handled when you put your eyes on him. And great hope fills you. <laughs> you stand. Some of you are like, does he not know what to say? No, I have a lot I want to say. But he has much more today that he wants to say to you. 
It's the word of the Lord that he invites you to come close. I wanna, I wanna pray the words of Paul over you today. I'm stealing a prayer <laughs> because I believe it's the prayer that we need to pray in this hour. We don't have to be people that are disillusioned, chaotic, confused. It actually says you've been given the mind of Christ today. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to strive for it. You don't have to like do all the right things. He's given it to you as his kid. He just wants you to invite him in to unlock it. So I want to pray this. Would you just close your eyes and open up your hands if you feel comfortable. In a posture just to receive a gift right now. Spirit of the Lord is here. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And this is the prayer this morning. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we, so that you may know him better. Pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Open up the eyes of our heart, Holy Spirit. And every person in this place, open us up, Holy Spirit. May the eyes of our heart be enlightened to know the hope to which Jesus has called us. Fill us with that hope right now, Spirit of God. The hope to which you've called us, the hope that one day you will make all things right. But now, even now, you have made all things right and you're going to continue in our hearts. You're going to move us and grow us and sanctify us and purify us. And you're going to continue to do all that you've promised to do in us. That hope right now, enlighten us to it. That the riches of his glorious inheritance is for us. Your presence, Lord, is for us. And his incomparably great power be given to us who believe. So Jesus, I just pray in the days ahead that we would be people that behold Jesus and that we come in with hearts full of humility and say, we want to know you more. We need you more. More than we did yesterday, we need you more today. I thank you that every day you have fresh manna for us. So I, I pray a hunger would birth in this house, a hunger would birth in our hearts to know Jesus more, to get the daily bread for our lives that you have for us. Lord, help us to stop eating off of other people's bread. Break that in us and bring us to be a people that, that receive from you every day, morning, evening, throughout the day, receive the word and the reality and the revelation of you, Jesus. Mark us today, Holy Spirit. Great hope fill our hearts. And Jesus, when we look at you, things get in order. And so I thank you that things coming into alignment right now. The things that feel so chaotic, they're coming into an alignment right now. And hope is filling hearts. Hope is filling hearts where it feels so desperate and dark. Hope right now, as we're looking at you, hope is filling hearts across this room. And so I just declare the hope of Jesus overflow into hearts today. We're free kids. We're free children. 
set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. Your blood, Jesus. Your blood, Jesus. The blood of Jesus covering our lives. We worship you. We adore you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everyone says, come on, and everyone says, come on, can we thank Jesus for opening up the eyes of our hearts?